Hi, and welcome to the first episode of my podcast, Socially Social Distancing the Church. I'm here with Reverend Grant Gunning of Valley View Church. And so I'll introduce Grant here. He's a pastor of a small church, Valley View Community Church, in the southwest of Calgary. Church attendance is about 70 a week. Is that correct, Grant? Oh, uh, between 50 and 70 a week. 50 and 70? Okay, yeah. And so, for context for the listeners, um, I Valley View is the church that I have attended for the past three years. So, I have formed a relationship with Grant, being that it's a small church. And I also did my ministry practicum at Valley View. And so, yeah, we have an already established relationship and I have an understanding of the ministry at Valley View. And also for context, um, when I checked yesterday, Calgary is in stage one of Alberta's reopening phase because Alberta delayed Calgary and Brooks. And so they entered phase one on June 1st. And religious services are 50 people or 30% capacity, whichever one is smaller. And some other restrictions as well such as um mass coverings if there's congregational singing and of course social distancing and several others is there anything else you want to add there grant uh in terms of what they've allowed uh for phase one opening for religious gatherings i think they're also um when I read the guidelines there, they're recommending if you're 65 or older that you stay home and do not attend. Um, and yes, the congregational singing is a, is a no, they don't, they don't want you doing that. So, uh, and, and no, and no childcare offered as well. They're, they're saying don't, don't offer any childcare at this point either. So. What I've heard recently is they're now allowing congregational singing if masks are worn. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's still kind of iffy with math. Um, so I'll go into the first kind of question. Um, how did you transition to not being able to hold services in person? Because, um, as churches were unable to hold in person, each church kind of developed their own plan. So how did you approach it? And what is your setup like for online services? Because you are a more tech competent person, so you could speak more of the tech aspect yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so when, um, when we heard that uh, they were recommending that we, um, that we not meet, I think the first week, we still met. I think they they were they were capping it at fifty the the first week when they they started uh, putting in restrictions and um, uh, that wouldn't necessarily be a problem for us because you know with people some people being nervous and not wanting to come we weren't going to hit the fifty limit anyways um, so I think we had one more service that um, we held in person and then uh, we switched. So I, when I heard that, I was already thinking, okay, you know, if we have to, if we can't meet in person, what are we going to do? Um, I'd been part of a group that had been meeting online because we have uh, membership all across Canada, a board for an organization that I uh, chair. Um, and uh, we use GoToMeeting for that. So I was right away thinking, you know, how, how do we adapt and and uh, use go to meeting for a worship service we could do that quite easily you know we just give everybody a a link and uh we can we can come online and we can work together um we'd actually tried uh making our services available online via go to meeting in the past and um ran into some technical transmission challenges with the music 
<laughs> and uh, freezing up the AV computer. I think you were, I think you were there when we did that. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, and and so you know, I thought, well, we could do this, but you know, how do we get around? How do we get around some of those challenges, um, the technical challenges of broadcasting? So, um, yeah, we we we. I was thinking, you know, let's we'll do we'll do this online um, with with GoToMeeting. Uh, I mean, it's 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 to say it's relatively the same as Zoom. Uh, yeah. I just happen to use GoToMeeting. So um, yeah, that's that's what we we did. Um, and then and then with the um, with the technical side of things, uh, I was thinking maybe we would have uh, a better opportunity maybe maybe the music would come through a little better cuz the music was always garbled and and uh, delayed and um so I, I was investigating a little bit how to do that and uh, found a, a USB mixer um that would take the conversion load from the audio to digital off the um uh off the computer um and uh do that offsite so yeah, we were able to find a, a little digital mixer, uh, sorry, a, a USB mixer that, that we could plug into the computer and, and take the feed from the board off of there and, and uh, transmit that. That seemed to help a fair bit. I mean, the music still isn't great in terms of quality, and it, and it largely depends on the, the participants' own computer speed and, and internet speed and, and modem processor speed, all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, it, it, it's, it's enough to get by for now. So yeah. Um, that, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's, that was the process when this all happened. It was like, okay, how do we, you know, we can use go to meeting. Let's, let's figure out how we do this and, and, uh, and, and, and sort that out. So. Yeah. And one other thing, uh, back in April, you were experimenting with people leading from home where you would loan out church equipment if need be and instead of them coming to the church to lead because it is video calling software they were able to lead from home so what does that entail and are you still doing a system like that or yeah um so we we switched over to leading from home for for two reasons. Um, one, I had I had the um, <clears throat> I had the band schedule worked out for all of March, and and when we were going through this transition of trying to figure this out, you know, to just be able to keep the band meeting and playing together was kind of one less thing that I had to deal with um, to to sort things out. Um, and so we, we kept, we kept having the, the band which was scheduled to play all of March meet, um, up until the end of March. And, uh, but about that time, things started to get a little more serious too. And I actually started to get, um, a, a, a one or two folks in the congregation who were concerned about singing together. And, um, subsequently we've, we've, we've learned how, um, singing is, you know, a more aerosol producing activity. And uh, choirs are certainly um, more high-risk activity, I guess they would call it. Now we don't have a choir; we just have one person singing on, on in the band, so it's not as as not as bad. But um, we decided to have some of the people in the in in our roster who lead worship um, lead from home uh, because of that, but also because they themselves are in high-risk situations. Um, one of the leaders, her mom is a a nurse, and uh, you know, as I started thinking about, you know, getting people together, um, and who would be in um, a, a more risky position to come out. Uh, one of the other worship leaders, his wife works in a long-term nursing care home, and he has a son who's uh, just recently recovered from being in the hospital for quite a long time for for health reasons. And so, um, you know, so as not to expose them and not to have them be exposed, um, exposing to others, um, we decided to have them lead from home. Um, and, and two things happened there. The, uh, the one young lady, um, she, had a, she had purchased a, a USB mic, uh, the, Yeti, um, the Yeti Blue, I believe it was, that she had. And um, 
for some other online stuff that she does for music teaching and things like that. So we we tried it with her mic and in her situation her that that USB mic actually works quite well. Um she she has a uh, a digital keyboard. She also has an a, an upright piano. The first couple of times we had her leading, um, she was using the upright piano, and then we we just tried to get a uh, a, a read of the room off the off the mic and um, see see how that would work. And it worked it worked it worked okay um, with her vocals picking up her vocals and her her and the piano. And it was just a matter of, of you know, in the sound check saying, okay, well, play softer and sing louder, or vice versa. Yeah. And um, uh, so that worked. That worked well. Uh, we we refined that even further for her uh, by bringing, getting her uh, electronic keyboard set up, and then finding a a place in the in the room. Actually, she she eventually ended up placing the microphone. <laughs> Uh, over in the corner, down near the couches, where there was more fabric and um, and closer to the carpet. And so, when she did that, we we managed to um, place the mic in a position where it wasn't picking up as much as of of the natural reverb of the room, and 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 cut down the high end frequencies a little bit more. Um, so the the uh, the pickup was clearer in that location. So so for that one, we had to play with microphone placement. Um, in the room once she got a USB extension cord to to keep that going longer um, so so that that one worked out all right um, we had the the other fellow um, I rented a, uh, a two-channel compressor from long and McQuaid and um, and then the USB mic that we had purchased for the church and headphones and a mic and um, he's got a he's got a you know the the classic little Casio keyboard with the drum machine and everything in it, and um, so we've had him uh, run the, the the vocal mic into one channel of the compressor and the uh, the keyboard into the other channel of the compressor, and we we've, we've monkeyed around with the settings um, a fair bit, and uh, and and we've been able to um, uh, have that set up running into the USB mixer and then the USB mixer into the computer. And um, that that has produced a fairly good uh, sound as well too, and and he's able to uh, you know have the drums play on his track and and play bass on the left hand and keys on the right hand, and so we get a, a nice little full sound uh, coming through the mix there. Um, the what one of the things we notice is that uh, he he has two laptops, a work laptop and a and a personal laptop. The work laptop is much higher processing speed and so uh, when he used his old laptop we were struggling with with getting a clean clean sound uh, using the uh, the higher end laptop really helped uh, quite a quite a bit so um, compression settings we're finding that um, the the um, the key in the compression seems to be setting the ratio anywhere between four to one to 14 to one. Um, and, and, and then the other thing is, is that even though you instinctively would think you want the compression to kick in right away, um, we've, we've had to back that off a little bit and, and also feather out the, uh, the release on the compression as well too. Um, so I've never been a big, I've never been a big compression user prior to this. Uh, it's there. I actually have a, a compressor in my rack in my home studio. Um, and, uh, you know, but I've never, I've never really had an application where I've been forced to, to really learn and, 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 you know, you know, fine tune it like I, like you do with say EQ or, or uh, reverb or something like that. Um, so, so the compression, but the compression is that it's, it's key to really getting something coming through, uh, half decently on this. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the go to meeting and the zoom platforms, they're not made for streaming music. Uh, yeah. Not like Facebook Live, <laughs> so it's a, a, a different, different platform, different, different allocation for what for what the bandwidth is using um, for all the users. So, so that's what we've done. The other, the other thing that was really interesting is we had another person uh, that we were going to have lead from their home, and um, 
we took the compressor and the USB mixer and uh, from from the other fellow's home. After, of course, we you know we gave everything a wipe down with bleach, and uh, the uh, the microphone stayed with the the fellow who was using it. Everybody gets and keeps their own microphones these days. Um, so we brought it over to his house and we set it up, and uh, we thought we had it working, and then. Um, you know, we had one Sunday morning where, you know, you know we, we tested it on the Thursday night. We seemed to have it working and, and Sunday morning, uh, we, you know, it was just a, it was a gong show. Uh, it would just, it would not, um, would not come through cleanly. It was, it was always uh, swelling in and out and, and dropping and, and uh, just could not figure out why that was. Um, and so the, the following Sunday, I had them come to the church just the two of them and uh, we streamed them from the church and that worked much better uh, and the only thing I can think of is that and this is where I think I, I learned about one more link in the chain right because you're only as good as your weakest link and um, and perhaps maybe some links are more important than others um, the the modem um, actually is is important um, and uh, at the church, we recently had the modem replaced maybe in November in the fall. So we've, we've got a brand new modem at the church. So even though our upload speed at the church is, uh, at the time it was less than one, we've subsequently managed to get it upgraded to 10, which is, you know, uh, maybe about eight or nine on a good day. Um, uh, even though it was a very low upload speed, our modem is very, very efficient. And uh, uh, I'm using a, a high-end computer. Um, so that, that works. Whereas even though he has a high end computer at his house, uh, uh the, their modem is old. And, um, I think that's what was preventing a clean, uh, just a uh, clean upload from the signal. Couldn't, it couldn't handle it. Um, so that, that's, that's the other thing that I've learned with that. So it's worked well. Um, and, um, with, with the exception of that one person who had a really old modem, so it's it's worked well. Uh, we've learned a few things technically along the way, uh, but yeah, it's uh, certainly freed up some of my time because I'm not running band practices at the church <laughs> on Wednesday nights. So yeah, and that's two things um, that I want to add on there. It's like the whole the argument for like video calling has some great strengths, but one of the things is like. It's not built for streaming music, so it seems like running a hardware compressor seems to be working well for you guys because then you don't have the software trying to be like, how do I compress music that it's not built for, but instead you're giving them a compressed signal that so they don't have to try and compress. So yeah. I that seems like a really good idea and secondly yeah the whole internet stability thing that's very much a thing like whenever i stream like at ambrose i was talking with it and they're like you're right by a router you should have good wi-fi and i was like yeah, I want Ethernet just because that stability is there, right? With Wi-Fi, you, yeah. you never know what it's going to do, but you hardwire a connection in, it just adds that stability. Even at Valley View, that first time we streamed, I borrowed a 100-foot Ethernet cable from a friend, and I just ran it across the foyer because it's... It just gives that slight boost that sometimes just yeah. puts you over the edge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and I'm as as we continue on, that's that's you know something I'm going to be looking into is is having some uh, you know hardwire uh, stuff there as opposed to relying on the um, relying on the uh, the wireless signal. So, but I actually I, I, I'm going to be curious. Though. I want to I want to look into what um, what my output on my laptop would be in terms of megabits or whatever as compared to the wireless because sometimes the way they build them they the you know they assume everybody's going to be using the wireless uh, which people do so the wireless actually runs higher than than a hard than a hardwired uh, signal would but you know it, it, it can it can come and go and drop as well so 
I got to check that out. Um, so the next thing I kind of want to talk about is what aspects of online services do you enjoy? Because like, while there's definitely some drawbacks, there's some great strengths we can have in in an online format. So how what have you been enjoying in this online format? And how has technology been applied in creative or new ways to glorify God and minister to people? Um, well, I think, uh, you know, just to answer that last question first, I think obviously just being able to use the format to continue to have um, a group of people getting together for a worship service, you know, that it's just, it's, that's the glorifying God and, and, you know, doing that in creative ways to, excuse me, find out how we can, you know, sing and pray and praise together and, and encourage each other and that kind of a thing. So, um, you know, just, just the application of using it for a worship service, I think is, uh, certainly creative and, and, and new. Um, and, and in doing that, the creative part has to come with, um, looking at the format and going, okay, so what works well here online and what doesn't work well online? Um, so the, um, one of the things that I've enjoyed and, and ties right into what works well online is I've enjoyed being able to get people from the congregation to participate in the service more. Um, the, the ability to, come in and pray, for example, is is much easier online than it is in person um, due to the fact that the person's right there speaking into a microphone and all they see, oh, and some of them don't even see all the faces on the screen, right? Depending on what sort of device you're using, you might only see six things on the screen. So um, I think people are less hesitant to do this because it's not quite the same as public speaking um, it, it is when you're in a group of people. So I've had people who I, I would have never asked before to come up to the front and, and say a prayer. I've asked them to, you know, participate in, in doing a prayer in the service and, um, and they, they're doing quite well with it. Uh, so I, I really enjoy seeing uh, people participating that way. Um, and so we've added in prayers we, we, we're doing a lot more praying in the service as a result of that. Um, whereas if we were to do that meeting in person, um, we would have to make sure that it, it, it would have, the person would have to stand up on the spot and someone would have to run over with a microphone to, you know, let them speak to the PA system uh, or they would have to speak really loudly and, and some people may hear them or may not hear them. Um, or they would have to come all the way up to the front. Uh, which I mean, and all these things are doable, but when you're when you're meeting live in person, there's that 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 physicality of transporting you bodily from one place to another that has to take place, and you have to you have to factor all that in and how that's going to go smoothly. Whereas you're, when you're meeting online, the person's you know they're they're right there, they can just jump right in and they can they can pray, and uh, so I've really enjoyed being able to get more people praying in in the service online uh, that way. Um, and, uh, what else do I enjoy about it? Um, well, aside from, you know, being able to create, you know, kind of the, the satisfaction of going, ah, we figured out a solution to this. Right. And, and being able to, um, being able to do that. Um, I think I think the, the, the fact that, um, we can have some of our, our congregants who are, you know, not with us in the city here, be able to join in. Um, some of our Nigerian families where the, the, the family lives here, the husband's back in Nigeria working. Uh, we, we've had them able to join in uh, regularly. Um, my, my parents join in regularly now as well too. Uh, so, so one of the things I guess I've enjoyed is, is, is being able to have that, uh, opportunity for people to come and, and visit us online uh, makes it a lot easier uh, to do that. Um, 
and I, I, um, I enjoy the greeting time as well too, uh, being able to recognize who's online and, and say hello and, and then have them come on and, and greet people. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's, especially at the beginning, there's a real sense of, you know, hey, I'm connecting with people and people were eager to connect as well too. Um, now, obviously as time goes on, uh, things, things tend to lose their novelty and uh, you you have to you have to be bringing some real substance in it. Otherwise, it's just you know the novelty wears off, and people are like, oh, whatever. Um, so those are those are some of the things I that I enjoy uh, about uh, about being online with the with the congregation for for worship service. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what I'm getting from this is you're enjoying the lack of physical restrictions in a sense because you don't have to worry about transition times right like in the physical there's transition times as people move but on an online you can minimize your transition times and in a sense create a more time efficient service well that's that's actually true i mean um I, i've noticed that we I mean, I can time it to the, you know, I can time it to the minute now because, um, you know, I, I, we start at 10, I'm watching the clock and I, you know, I'll be like, okay, you know, welcome, we're starting, you know, and we'll go through the things. Um, and then I can see uh, on the, on the video log when, when we actually stopped and when I actually closed the program down. Right. And, and it's, you know, we're 10 after 11, 11, 16, right around that time there. Right. And, and so um, I, I know we're, we're 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 running more efficiently right now because we don't have some of those those things the other thing is that um you know we we don't we um we don't show the video uh we don't do as much of a soft start right when we're meeting physically um we're we're waiting you know you know valley view we we have we have people who show up at, at 10 o'clock and then we have everyone who arrives for the 20 after 10 service um and, and we still have some of that online, but not as much. The people are much better about logging on, you know, a little bit beforehand or, or you know, coming in at maybe five after, seven after type of thing. But not, not a lot of this 20 after 1030 uh, business where we're waiting for people. And so we can get started sooner uh, in some sense um, than, than we can when we meet in person and we have the soft start where it's like, okay, well, well, let's, let's wait another three or four minutes before we have the band. Cause so we don't do a performance song to start off the, the service to kind of, you know, have that soft start. We're not doing an opening video because that's, I have not figured out yet how to stream video, um, uh, via go to meeting. Um, like we can share the screen with the PowerPoint on it, but I don't know if, if video would, transmit and even if it did then we have to figure out how to get the audio transmitting from that video which is a whole problem in itself as well too so um yeah we don't have that soft start where where people physically are are coming in still uh so so that yeah it's it's more efficient <laughs> in that way whereas a normal service if we're if we're not you know normal services we can run till 11 11 25 11 30 sometimes right and um but but this is uh this is this is quicker and the offering goes much faster as well too because everybody's you know doing it on the giving app or online whereas you know otherwise we're waiting for ushers to pass the plate around and and that's not going to come back anytime soon so yeah um so you've kind of touched on this of like adaptions you have decided to make in transitioning to an online format such as including more people praying but what adaptions to your service was made for you where instead of you being like hey i want to try this it's instead being like some aspects just completely flopping in an online format and you have been forced to change part of your service um i think the you know using video has just you know that's that's out <laughs> um be, because uh you know it just it does not it does not transmit um 
if, if we were record, like if we were producing a video for people to watch, we could certainly do that. We could, you know, we could drop that video piece in there. Um, but for for the group meeting, um, no, the video the video sections are are done. They're 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 gone. Um, the other thing that I, I don't necessarily think works as well online is is having PowerPoint bullets for your sermons for the messages. Um, it, it's PowerPoint um, has become very much um, you know, in person. We we use it to kind of you know back us up, kind of as a focal point to sort of help people visually sort of see where we are in the service online um it's it's way more informative in terms of like let's make the lyrics available for people as they want to sing but i don't think it adds what it does when you're in person uh when you're preaching um so i just make a a, a placeholder slide for the sermon and that stays up while i'm you know while i'm preaching um and uh, be, because i think as people are trying to look at a screen and watch you they're already looking at something visual and and so if you're going to be you know uh if they're watching on the screen and then you you know they've got you've got your your camera feeds and and you know your one little camera feed and about six or seven or whatever's on their screen maybe they've got the whole you know 35 feeds up or whatever and then they've got the uh the bullet point at the bottom they're concentrated on watching you and and not necessarily you know uh watching the powerpoint slide uh and and it, i just i just don't think it has that um that uh, impact that it does when you're you know when you're speaking in person and, and and when you're listening to someone in person there with it so so the powerpoint really has taken a a, a much less um uh, you know, much less significant place. Um, and in some sense, I think when we were meeting, in, when we when we meet in person, when, and before when we were meeting in person, PowerPoint and and the, the the video was kind of like this is how we're trying to bring video in, or you know, how can we use this to augment it? Whereas now everything is video, so you know, the service is the PowerPoint now in some sense. Um, with that, so those are two areas where I found that things have you know been you know it, it forces you to change because of the medium yeah that's a very interesting point because like um so many pastors are doing like a picture in picture where a part of their screen is their powerpoint and they've just continued using a powerpoint for their sermon and they haven't really considered or some may not have considered how well does a PowerPoint work online versus in person? Like, I would never have considered, oh, that's not, or that's something that's effective in person, but not online. Like, that just surprises me. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, and most of the time, you know, um, it, it depends on what you want to use PowerPoint to begin with, to begin with, right? Like, in person, you know, um, you're you're trying to you know you've got a captive audience there in person, right? They're they're not going to maybe they'll maybe they'll you know wander and look around or whatever like that, but they're sitting there. There's there's no other distractions going on. You're you're speaking. You've got them there, and and so to have that changing slide on the background every so often where you're like making a point and you put that point up there to kind of anchor it. And 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 keep that in front of them while you're you know you're explaining or moving on right so um, or, or if you're if you're trying to deal with the concept and you try to explain it and it's helpful to have a visual to explain it then 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 the visual slide is it's a very helpful a very helpful thing um, but if you if you think about it um, your audience when they're at home they're not a captive audience <laughs> they yeah. can they can click their camera off. They can be they can be noodling on Facebook. I mean, they could do that in church too, right? They could pull out their phones, but but I mean, that's a little bit more obvious that you're on your phone in the middle of the sermon. Um, and and you know, I just trust that everybody who's doing that at Valley View is looking up scripture passages. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, 
you don't have a captive audience when you're when when you're doing it via go to meeting right or online like this because you know people can be looking at other things there's there's other distractions that can be going on in their home environment um and and so um yeah i i i you know there's they they're they're trying enough i think to concentrate on watching and listening to to you then and 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 yeah you know, may I, I, I don't think it's necessarily negative to try to do the picture in picture. I've seen that a few times as well too. And I it, personally, I find it distracting more than, than helpful um, because it's um, you know, it, it, it's I'm, I'm the service is the PowerPoint <laughs> in that sense. Now there has been a couple of times where I've been doing some messages where I'm like, I, I'm, I'm dealing with a complex topic and 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 I, I could see where I would I, at some point I could say okay you know this is this is here I want to show you what this looks like and so can we bring up that visual right now okay do you see that on your screen right but but that then I'm then I'm really I'm really breaking to 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 highlight that and people would then be like oh okay I'm gonna look at that yeah yeah I see what you're saying and then I would you know I would continue on I might leave it up for a little bit and then go you know have it just go back to the placeholder slide which would in sense give them permission to start engaging with my little box on the screen that they're watching again, as opposed to, um, you know, trying to watch something that's changing every, you know, three or four minutes and go, Oh, what was that? Oh, did that? Okay. Well, it's just, that's what you said. Okay. I'll go back to watching him now type of thing. So, um, so just gonna, um, how have you maintained a sense of community? Because, like, a big struggle churches are facing is how do you maintain community? Because you can't, like, a big source of community in a church is in the foyer after service where people can, like, break off into their friend groups and talk. But, like, it's also if somebody wants to join the conversation, they can just physically walk forward. And it's not one big communal conversation. It's multiple pockets that you can just move around as wanted. So how yep. have you maintained community? Yep. Uh, that, that is a challenge. And, and uh, certainly I recognize the advantage Valley View has being a small church. Um, and the fact that going into this, we... Uh, I would say have a high degree of community established already, and so in some sense we we we've got some credit in the bank to weather the storm, um, and um, so that's that's uh, our advantage in this situation. Other congregations where they're they're large large congregations, um, you know, I can see the challenge that they would would have with this. Um, but one of the things that you know, the first thing that we did to continue to maintain community was that I deliberately decided I was not going to record a service and post it um, for people to watch, um, you know, whether they, they wait and say, oh, we're going to watch that 10 o'clock so it feels more like church on Sunday morning, or whether they'd say, oh, you know what, I can sleep in, it'll be online afterwards, I'll, I'll watch it sometime later on during the day when it's convenient for me, or, you know, maybe I'll watch it Monday instead or whatever. Um, the, so the first decision that we made to continue the sense of community was to have the online meeting format where people can have their cameras on and, and we can see each other. So that was, that was the first decision that, that we made to keep that sense of community. Um, and, uh, you know, people are reluctant to turn their, some people are reluctant to turn their cameras on and that's the, that's the new horse, you know, to flog. The old one was be here on time. Now the new one is turn your cameras on, you know? Um, and, and I get it. Some people are just literally rolling out of bed uh, and they're not made up yet. So, okay, sure. I get it. Um, but, you know, I continue to encourage people to keep their cameras on and I tell them, you know, this is how we maintain our sense of community that we can see each other. And, uh, and then, we've always had a greeting time at Valley View. So then it was, how do we adapt the greeting time for this? Um, and so, you know, finding creative ways to do that and, and, you know, taking, we can take seven or eight minutes online and say, Hey, I see you come on, come online and, you know, greet everybody and, you know, try to find different ways to do that. Giving people like 
Pentecost Sunday, I encourage people if they knew a different language and, and obviously at Valley View, it's very multicultural. So that's not a big problem. You know, people speak a different language, come online this morning and say, hello, the Lord bless you in, in, in another language. And, you know, so something creative to do. Not every, not every Sunday say, okay, hello, 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 hello. You know, we'll give them something different to do every Sunday to try to vary it up. Um, so that's one of the ways that we've done that. Um, I have, been thinking about and it's it's not something i've acted on yet um we we um well something we did do that we did act on is is we we updated the contact directory and the photo directory that we have um that's a lot of work <laughs> and i've been avoiding doing it for a little while because i have to chase people you know, send me an updated photo, all that kind of stuff, right? And then, and then I finish it, I send it around, and inevitably somebody's like, "Oh, you got this wrong." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> thanks for telling me." Now I've only been chasing you for a month and a half, um, and so, so, anyways, we got those distributed via email. We're, we're we're sending hard copies around. I've been telling people, you know, this is so that you get to know each other, make use of it, you can contact each other. So encouraging people to do that on their own. Um, some people may, some people may not. Uh, I have been toying with the idea of um, doing an online or, or uh, you know, sending out an assignment to the congregation where it's, you know, those um, mixers, uh, when, you, when you do a mixer when you're together with people where it's like, um, you know, find someone who's six foot four or find someone who's traveled to Alaska or something like that, and then they have to sign your paper. I've been toying with the idea of, sending something like that around uh, and say, you know, uh, send texts and emails or if you want to phone somebody or whatever, you know, find people in the congregation who have done this kind of thing or whatever and, and put their names down. There's a prize for the person who finishes it first or something like that. Um, or, you know, find find three people in the in the phone book whose first name begins with the, the, the letter of the last name of yours or something like that and just send them a text and say hello and I'm praying for you or something, you know, just ways to kind of encourage people to randomly contact people in the congregation that they might not normally do that with. Um, and, and so that is on the to-do list um, to try to encourage people to, to mingle that way. Um, we're, we're, our, our facilities at Valley View, fortunately, the way our parking lot is set up and the exterior stairs with the garden boxes uh, actually work very well for us to do some some parking lot parties. And um, so, so as the weather dries up here, we're going to be looking at doing some parking lot, parking lot events where we can um, get people together in their vehicles uh, or get families together in, in social distancing situations. Um, uh, do that. So, so, so some of those things. Now, the other thing is, is that we do have, um, you know, we've been able to keep our men's group going online like this. We've been able to keep our prayer team meeting online like this. Um, but our our small groups have not been meeting online and um that's also a decision of balancing you know how much online stuff can people handle yeah <laughs> um uh as as the um you know their home some of them have uh, you know some of them are home with kids and now they've got the kids at home all the time they have to supervise the kids so so people are you know they're not they're not going out, but some of them are really busy at home with all sorts of things. And, and um, so while we've been able to do worship and prayer and, and our, our, our men's group online, um, you know, not everything has translated to being online simply because people are, um, you know, too much online, I guess. Um, so, so, I mean, I, I think Valley Views, you know, we've maintained a good sense of community. Um, or at least we've tried to. I, I feel like we have. I can't speak for everybody who's on the receiving end of it. And, and you know, um, one of the things I guess I've seen too is that um, this has, if, you know, if you can't log on on Sunday morning to go to be a part of the church service, if you can't go online to do that, um, then I, I'm, you know, it, it's, I think there's a few folks in the congregation here who, who we've, you know, um, 
it, it's kind of revealed how how much of a commitment they have to coming out to church <laughs> and and i don't know maybe maybe they just you know maybe they just don't like the online format um but you know if 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 worship and the sense of community and if the if the if the essence of what it is is really important to you then whether it's in person or whether it's online you're going to make an effort to do that and and so to me it's kind of like if you can't i mean it's it's so easy just to click on a link on sunday morning and sit there in your on your couch for an hour and a half if you can't if you can't do that then you know i i don't i don't know how much easier it could be for you and and so you know it'll be interesting when we start to get back i i there may be some people who this will be the thing for them that says you know i i was yeah nah, not really worth it for me right and and it just it'll it'll show where their their hearts are at on that on that issue so um that will we'll see where that uh, comes out so uh, hopefully we can try to re-engage them but um yeah I don't, I don't know if everybody's felt that same level of community or not um interesting thing that i feel you've also kind of missed is by doing a video call you are inherently adding more community you kind of like alluded to it at a few points but yeah. like um there's kind of a discussion that every or a decision that every church has to make do you stream on YouTube or do you hold your service on Zoom or video calling? And that's a big conversation that many churches have had to do where something like Zoom, you have quality problems, like you have your video freezes and stuff like that, even in our call, like your video occasionally freezes and that's just a limitation of the technology but yeah. something like youtube while you'll get a much higher production value and it's easier to share with people because you can just send them a youtube link and it's something they yeah. know and they can come to it at their own time maintaining community you are limited to just um like a chat log a live chat where while that's better than nothing there's a community limitation there so by going yeah. with the video calling you're maintaining community in that way um yeah that's absolutely true another thing that um, I thought was interesting that I really want to highlight of what you said is the banked credit on community where churches who have a stronger sense of community are going to be able to go through this easier and while they don't have as strong of a community there's a pre-existing community so you're not trying to create a community in a format that is limiting but you're trying to maintain a community and that just it does a shift that is worth noting yeah yeah exactly yeah and 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 you know it, it's it's easier to do that um <clears throat> easier to do that as a smaller church uh, where everybody kind of knows everybody and, and um, you know, it, it's a lot harder for people to fall through the cracks uh, with that. So, yeah, absolutely. The, the other thing that we, we, we have at Valley View too is our, our, our prayer team, uh, you know, everybody in the, in the church is divided up into groups and, and members of the prayer team are responsible to, you know, contact them and, and, you know, see how they're doing and find out what they can pray for and stuff like that. So we've also encouraged our prayer team to be doing more of that these days. Um, you know, that, that's taken a higher emphasis to make sure we're staying connected with people and that, you know, people don't fall through the cracks uh, in that, um, in that thing. So um, I guess the other thing that I do for, um, building community too is that in the absence of being able to physically 
you know, greet everybody on the way out after the service. Um, you know, I've got the list of who logged in and, and when they logged in and how many times they had to log in and, uh, and when they logged out. And uh, so after the service on Sunday, um, you know, I have to make sure that I communicate with all the volunteers who participated and, and say, hey, that was good job. Thank you. Because um, I can't do that in person. And, and, you know, it would be way too easy just to go, okay, that's done. And, you know, shut the thing down, walk out and I'm finished. Right. But I, I spend about an extra hour after the service sending texts around to people saying, you know, thank you. Um, appreciate you helping out this morning. You know, worship leadership was good. Or, you know, if I have to give them some other feedback on things, I can do that. And then I go through the, um, the attendance list of who was there and, and say, okay, I, you know, I, I was able to physically greet these people because I saw their cameras online. I called them out. They, they, uh, they said hello, but there's, you know, here's all the list of the people who, who didn't come online to say hello. And I send them a text afterwards saying, you know, Hey, it was nice to see you at worship this morning. How are you doing? Hope you're doing it. You have a great week. And, and just, you know, send them a text uh, to let them know and acknowledge their, their being at worship. Um, and then, and, and especially, and then see if there's any visitors, any names I don't recognize and, and hopefully they'll have left an email in there and then I can send them an email to say, Hey, uh, you know, welcome. Good to have you with us this morning and, and that sort of thing. So, um, so those are some additional things that I do, uh, as part of the service, um, that, um, it's a little extra work. Uh, especially, you know, since, you know, you know, I don't use smartphones, so it's, it's more work for me to text. So, you know, I, I'm really loving my congregation by sending them texts because it's not easy for me to send texts. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about your flip phone and text thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so another thing that I really want to discuss with you, and we're going to be a bit crunched on time, is sure. how is your theology of worship being formed through this? Like, there's parts of our theology of worship where it's like, oh, I didn't realize that was a meaningful part in my theology, but now that I can't do it, that's something that I'm realizing is a part. And then you're also trying new stuff, so in a sense, your theology is being changed a bit. So. How is COVID um, addressing your theology of worship? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the the, the first area where you know it has um, has has significant implications of making people think about it is is around celebrating the Lord's Supper, um, and and you know whether uh, you know that that's. That's uh, that's been a challenge. I've, I've you know my colleagues and I've been online you know, posting and discussing things about that, um, and you know for me um, the the active work of the Holy Spirit in making the Lord's Supper uh, what it is um, is I, I've had to bring that out more, um, highlight that more um, as as we celebrate together because um you know we're we're not we're not all you know usually you know because there's one body or one loaf there's one body right well i've had to kind of i've had to kind of flip that and reverse that around <laughs> um because we're all taking separate cups and separate pieces of bread and and whatever um you know so 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 uh Theologically speaking, I, I, there's nothing that's changed in terms of what I believe theologically, but practically speaking, I've had to work. I've had to work that in reverse. Whereas when you're gathered physically, everybody comes to the one body and takes a, you know, the one loaf takes a piece off of it, and and, and you know that that's that's the unifying thing is that you've all drawn from the one body, the one loaf. Um, in this one here, when we're doing it, I've I've had to kind of flip that around and say that you know. I, when 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 we have the prayer of invocation in the in the Lord's Supper, where where I'm ask what I'm asking, you know, not only to uh, you know send your Spirit upon the elements to make them what they need to be for us, but but also take all of these things that we have gathered and, and unite them together, um, so that so that it is that you know one body spiritually, and so I've had to 
I've had to kind of think through that a little bit as, as we've done that, um, that aspect of the Lord's Supper. Um, I don't know if I would actually feel 100%, and I, and I don't say this as a commentary on, on, on churches who've decided to do this because, you know, um, I think pragmatism rules right now. <laughs> Um, in, in many respects, and, 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 and a lot of people's theology is coming secondary, um, because in, in some sense, people, you know, we know this isn't going to be a permanent change, uh, but at the same time, I think it is good to think about some of these things theologically, because that's, that's where a lot of times we, we, we start to slide off into error a little bit, is because pragmat, pragmatism forces us to do something, and then, and then we kind of, you know, uh, we, we start doing something and then, and then eventually we, we end up believing what we do instead of, uh, you know, doing what we believe. And, and, um, so, you know, churches who are, who are recording a service and then streaming it, uh, or, or posting it later on and then, and then saying, you know, take the Lord's supper with us in this. Um, I, I have a harder time with my understanding and theology of the Lord's supper, uh, sort of going, that's an okay way to do it. I don't think I, if we were doing that, I don't think we would include the Lord's Supper in that. I, 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 uh, I think there's that sense of, of, you know, it's, it needs, it needs the gathering together. It needs the, it needs the, the church to be together in some way. And, and I think an online video meeting, uh, in my opinion, meets that sort of minimum requirement of, of being able to, to be together in that way. Um, and, and, and it's certainly, um, provisionally for now relying on the Holy Spirit and highlighting that we can do this because of the Holy Spirit's work in, in making the elements what they are, um, and highlighting that, um, I, I think we're able to celebrate with, without necessarily running into the danger of, of celebrating it inappropriately or, or, you know, allowing pragmatism to take uh, precedence over over correct understanding and theology. I have not yet had to do a baptism at this point, and and um, uh, so you know we'll we'll probably uh, we'll probably wait with doing that. But yeah, you know, if I had to do a baptism at this point, I think uh, we probably would have just gathered them at the church in a very small gathering, and you know masks or appropriate things like that, and and. Um, um, you know, it, uh, I know so I've seen some people do it with squirt guns, uh, <laughs> and and, and uh, I don't know if I'd do that. I, I you know, there's there's a sense in which you want to try to keep some of the the um, the the respect. Uh, you know, it can undo some of the significance of that. But I'm sure there's ways that you could, you know, do that and keep a, a safe distance away from it and still be able to. Uh, uh, you know, have that, um, work. Um, so the other things in terms of, in terms of theology, I think one of the benefits of this here and, and certainly, um, you know, and I, I it'd be interesting to see, um, I, I think the, 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 the choice between format that churches have, do you go for an online meeting or do you post a streaming video? And, and, Maybe that choice is made for them simply by the fact that um, uh, maybe that's a, maybe that choice is made for them pragmatically. Okay, uh, meaning that uh, I know some of my colleagues. The you know Valley View is a little different in terms of uh, the, the church. We're not a, a primarily gray-haired congregation, but I know a number of my colleagues who are running primarily gray-haired congregations and. You know they they can figure out how to watch a YouTube video, right? That's that technologically they can do that. Um, going on to an online meeting like this is a little bit more difficult. And you know we have a few folks in the congregation who who struggle with that, and and you know they they manage to figure it out. But if you had a predominantly gray-haired congregation who are difficult having difficulty doing this, yeah, you might you know the best thing to do is probably post something online that they can watch. It's better than nothing. Um, but I think uh, also size comes into play there as well, because for a, a church the size of Valley View, you can do a video call and it's not this overwhelmingly huge thing, but 
bigger churches a video call for their Sunday service, like something like First Alliance, yeah. that's just yeah. a yeah. pointless video call because you'll get no community in something like that anyways. Yeah, you're, you're, you're struggling with the same thing that you would be going there in person in some sense, where you, you know, you've got, a, you know, 800 people there on a Sunday morning, right? And you, you walk in and you sit next to people. Every time you walk in, you're sitting next to new people. And so even, even in those larger churches that way, they're already, when they're meeting in person, they're already trying to deal with ways to, um, you know, tackle the issue of community and, and how well do people know each other and things like that. So, um there's yeah, there's 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 uh, there there are challenges that they have to to deal with there too. So, um, but one of the, one of the, the theological things that I think this whole thing brings up, and it certainly it certainly has for us on a smaller scale, but I think it will for the larger churches on a larger scale as well too. Is what level what level of production value makes church church, <laughs> um, and 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 um, you know how how much. Uh, how much production value uh, do you value um, over over being able to connect and and and, and be in community with each other? And um, so I, I think the, the dividing line there really is, you know, when 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 the lack of production value or the technical issues interrupt that, then you have a problem because you're not connecting anymore because it's just so jerky and so um, you know annoying. Yeah. You can't follow and things like that. Um, and, and and directly related into that is is you know, um, and I think part of the reason why sometimes we choose the production value is because we and, and I, I love music as much as the next person does as well too. But there, I think this is a good thing in in the sense that it's really going to challenge people's theological belief that music is equal to the sum total of worship. And anybody who's done a little bit of theology of worship or whatever will know. Music is an element of the worship service, but you know we 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 misspeak when we say, "Oh, worship was good today," and what we mean is, well, the music and the singing was really powerful. <laughs> um, and so I think this, for Valley View at least, you know, music can't play the role that it used to play all the time in the service when we gather together. And so it's forcing us to, um, you know, look at what other elements there are to worship and how do we. How do we engage in them, right? Um, and so, right now, we're doing a lot more with prayer, which is which is good, which is really good. Um, and we all miss the music, absolutely. Uh, but I think it it it's not a bad thing that music has had to get knocked down a couple notches, <laughs> and and force us to look at other things and say, well, what makes this a worship service? You know, is it just because I can't sing and and so you know, some people are really going to miss that. Other people won't as much. But it's uh, that's that's a good theological reflection that's that's come out of this time together i think uh where we can't you know we can't do that uh as much so and the other reason why i i haven't done a lot of posting stuff online is because there's just so many other uh churches who are doing that and we're doing that prior to this i mean there's sermons and people and you know there's just there's so much stuff online and a lot of it quite frankly is better than what i'm able to produce <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> Um, you know, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Um, there was an interesting argumentation I heard on production qualities in churches. Um, so it was, if you're, you got to bring your best to God. So if you know how to use a technology and you have the ability to, and that would help, but you choose not to, are you bringing your best to God? No, and therefore that is inadequate. And when I heard that argument, I haven't fully reflected on it yet, but I think that's an interesting point is bring your best to God and that's the production quality you should have. Yeah, there's, there's, there's um there's that 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 can be a, a helpful uh, motivator i think for um for people uh, as long as as long as we realize that even our our best needs to go through jesus 
um, you know, we, we offer it to God through Christ uh, as our service. Um, and, and then, then that, then that, um, that's good. Otherwise, otherwise that can become a bit of a, um, a bit of a performance level trap, right? That can, that can shift something a little too easily into, into, um, uh, into a performance trap, but, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we, out of thankfulness and gratitude, we want to bring, we want to bring our best to the Lord in, in worship. And, um, and so that it, so that it, it, it does what it's supposed to do in the purpose of, of, of worship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're roughly around the hour mark. So while I have more questions that I would love to talk about, let's kind of cap it off at an hour. So uh, thank you for joining me. Is there any way if people want to connect with you and ask you more questions or something, is there a good way to connect with you? Uh, email is good, uh, vvpc at telus.net. So Victor, Victor, Peter, Charlie at telus.net uh, is an easy way to connect with me. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to uh, share more from our experience and, and uh, what we've what we've done through this time and 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 where it's it's going. You know, um, it's things aren't going to settle down anytime soon, and and uh, the opportunity to to look at you know, um, how this, where this goes in the next number of months. And, uh, you know, people may want to take this time to look at their churches and kind of go, you know, as all of our energies and efforts have been going into worship, but is there other things that we can do as a church community apart from worshiping together, uh, that, that, that we could shift some of our energy and effort to. So I know that's something we're looking at at Valley View as well, too. Okay. Thank you so much, Grant. Um, oh, thank you. It's an honor to uh, <laughs> come on and do this with you. Thanks for thinking of me. You're welcome. Again, I want to thank um, Grant for joining me today. You had some great insights on theology of worship and how COVID is impacting the church and also the tech to stream services in this time. Um, I also want to thank Odom. He provided the music for my intro. I'm grateful for that. And I also want to thank you, those who've listened. This is a fun project I'm taking on, and I'm grateful for those who take the time to watch long-format media like this. Um, there's some great contributions, and so... Yeah, I'm I'm grateful for that. Um, my next episode should be coming out in the next few days. I'm just finishing up editing. Uh, it's with Terry Faw, the chaplain of Ambrose. And that's another interesting episode. And yeah, I also want to hear from you, those who've listened to this Um ways for improvements, things that are doing well. Um, yeah, I'm very much starting with this. And while I'm still tweaking my setup, I also want to hear from you guys on what can be improved. So thank you everyone for being a part of this.